This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Brady Cannon, it's time for the British Open. That's right, the Open across the pond. It is the last major of the season. So. Well, uh, I think uh, uh, this is where our Rory McIlroy comes in with a little momentum, and he has a win at this course previously as well, Brady. Yeah, absolutely. Good to be with you again, Jimmy. You're right. The final major of the year, like I always used to love the PGA Championship being referred to. They don't use this phrase anymore, but glory's last shot. I, I always thought that was great. And now, of course, the Open Championship, the final major of the year. Um, I, you know, Jimmy, way back when, when we spoke for the Masters in, in April, I always say that's my favorite major. When we get to July, I say the British Open is my favorite. <laughs> it's just uh, whatever time of year it is, either the Masters or the British. I love watching golf in the middle of the night. Uh, I'm really fired up. You're right. 2014, we saw uh, Royal Liverpool host this championship and Rory McIlroy won it. That's the last time he's won a major championship. Uh, Hoy Lake is kind of what they affectionately call this course. It's in Hoy Lake, England. Royal Liverpool is the official name, but uh, it also held the British Open back in 2006 when Tiger Woods won it. And Tiger, that year, that golf course was extremely firm and fast. It was a little bit softer and more gettable in 2014 uh, when Rory won. But in either case, both guys used a lot of two irons off the tee. You famously recall Tiger didn't hit a bunker all week. He only used driver one time. Now, Rory led the field in driving distance in 2014. Tiger led the field in driving accuracy in, 20, in 2006. So uh, off the tee strategy here, I think, is going to be very, very interesting. And now we have a, a little bit of a different course from what we've seen in the past two editions. In 2020, a gentleman by the name of Martin Ebert came in and renovated the course, kind of brought it up to modern day standards, lengthened the course, uh, made the greens a little bit more punishing with the runoff areas, repositioned some of those pot bunkers in the fairway. That's a big defense of this golf course. Repositioned those bunkers to kind of keep up with modern distances and the way these players hit it these days. Um, there's internal OB. There are out-of-bounds areas, you know, within the golf course. And uh, so off the tee, I think you're going to have a lot of decisions to make, and that's going to be a very interesting part of this championship. All right, let, let's start uh, near the top. In last year's uh, top golfer, uh, Scotty Scheffler, and it's just been one club, the flat stick. Is a difference between 2022 Scotty and 2023. It has been, it's been unbelievable to watch him and I mean, not miss putts, but just really miss putts. Never have a chance on some of them. He probably would have won, a, uh, I don't know, two to three tournaments more had he just putted on an average level. But uh, Scheffler's at plus 750. Uh, what kind of form do you think he's in? 
Well, the form is unbelievable, Jimmy. I mean, this is really, we've been talking about this for a few weeks now, uh, at least, maybe maybe even a couple months now. Yep. His ball striking is Tiger-esque level. It is now 14 straight events that he has finished uh, top 12 or better. He's finished top five or better in seven straight events. If you look at some of his ball striking, and you mentioned the putter has been cold, absolutely true. Other than that, he's on fire. It's, uh, let's see, 14 straight events where he has gained at least two or more strokes off the tee, and then five straight events where he has gained on approach six shots or better. Uh, I mean, the guy from tee to green is just absolutely unbelievable. He records another top five finish here last week at the Scottish Open. Um, he's one of my guys this week, uh, Jimmy. I, I believe Scheffler, I talked about how important the strategy is off the tee. And I don't know if there's a guy that's better in the world right now off the tee. I mean, Rory has the distance. He's probably the longest guy in the game. But Scotty, in terms of the combination of distance and accuracy, the ability to dumb down and hit an iron when he wants to, he's just so spot on in that area of his game. And I think, Jimmy, over the years, you and I have both seen uh, that putting is in, in large part neutralized at the British Open. We've seen a lot of lousy putters do fine on these greens. You know, they have to keep them slower because when the wind picks up, you know, things can really get crazy if these greens were too fast. Uh, so Sergio Garcia, Henrik Stenson, uh, you know, we've seen some guys that are traditionally throughout the course of their careers, just average or worse putters have great success at the British Open. So, you know, I think and we saw it last week. Scotty, again, was not great with the putter. Another top five, five finish. Ho hum. Right. Um, but uh, I, I think this could be it for Scotty. I've actually got him on my card at 750. All right. Um Next, it's uh, the Ricky Renaissance, man. He's been playing good golf, and then he finally gets over the hump and uh, gets that Rocket Mortgage Classic win, first win since 2019. Now, he's got a runner-up uh, finish in 2014, the same course at Royal Liverpool, and he's got three top six finishes in 11 open appearances. So Fowler at Bet Rivers right now is at 22-1. to Yes, and I was fortunate enough to grab him prior to the U.S. Open. Now, we knew that this was a resurgence, a renaissance, like you say, for Ricky Fowler uh, this year. But really, the the official coming out party, I think, was the U.S. Open when he led or was tied for the lead going into the final round on Sunday. And immediately after that, that's when his odds were chopped. Um, I actually bet him before that at 80 to 1, uh, which is obviously a fantastic number. It doesn't matter if he doesn't win. Um, I still think he's okay at, at the current prices. You know, obviously, if you can get 25 or better, then um, I, I think you're okay with Ricky. I, I absolutely think he has a good chance uh, this week. Uh, his long iron play is very good. I think that's going to be extremely important here this week. You're going to see a lot of approach shots in that neighborhood of, say, 175 to 225 yards. And, you know, this is a, I think the British Open in general, Jimmy, is a, a test of golf where you have to try to avoid trouble. You know, when we play on the PGA Tour week in and week out, it's hit it as far as you can, you know, stuff your wedge in there tight and make a putt. This is a little bit different. This is avoiding, you know, 
treacherous bunkers and, and, you know, trying to navigate the wind and avoiding, you know, the gorse and the rough and, you know, the the heather that we see so famously see when we watch the British Open. So this is almost like avoiding trouble. It's a more conservative and defensive approach, I think, than American golf where you're trying to be so aggressive. And I think a guy like Ricky Fowler has shown to be very good at playing that type of golf. You talk about his record in the British Open. He was also sixth in uh, 2019 at Mirfield, excuse me, 2016, uh, sixth at tw- in 2019 at Royal Portrush, uh, which is, I mentioned Martin Ebert, who did the, a little bit of the renovation work here at Royal Liverpool, also did so at, at Royal Portrush. And Ricky was sixth at that one. And then you mentioned the runner-up in 2014 at Royal Liverpool. So and he's shown an affinity to play this type of golf And other correlated courses I used, if you look at that 2014 leaderboard and even 2006 as well, uh, four out of the top five guys had won the Players' Championship at Sawgrass. You had Rory McIlroy on top, you had Ricky number two, then you had Sergio and Adam Scott, and oh, by the way, Jim Furyk was also in there who's finished runner-up at Sawgrass. So I used TPC Sawgrass and also PGA National where they play the Honda Classic as a couple of correlated courses. Ricky has won at both of those tracks. And I also think both of those golf courses are about uh, minimizing the damage. You know how much damage can occur with all the water at Sawgrass. And it's very similar at PGA National for the Honda, the bear trap and the bunkering. So I, I looked at guys that are good at those golf courses and that style of play where you're, you're trying to avoid problems rather than being aggressive because I think that's part of what you have to do here at the British. And I think Ricky's one of those guys. Uh, boy, when monitoring the odds board at Bet Rivers during our, during our recording right now, too, it's gone from twenty two to twenty five to one. So currently, right now, Ricky Fowler is at that uh, that that break off spot uh, that you're looking at at a buy at twenty five to one. Let's look at Colin Morikawa. Two years ago, uh, he wins it at uh, Royal St George, and didn't he play his first links course in the prep? Uh, I think going into that tournament as well, if my memory serves me right, um, missed the cut last year. Uh, at St. Andrews, but uh, here we go. Uh, Kyle Morikawa, his current odds are at 28 to 1. Yeah, and I don't think that's a bad price. Uh, You know, he would probably fall into the same category for me as Ricky Fowler, 25 or better. I think Morikawa has a very good shot here. We know he's one of the best iron players in the world. I talked about, you know, long iron play, that approach play from 175 to 225. He's extremely accurate off the tee. I I think accuracy trumps distance off the tee this week, Jimmy. And Colin Morikawa certainly has accuracy in his back. And he's been playing very well. Loses in that playoff to Ricky Fowler at the Rocket Mortgage. Played very well at the U.S. Open, which is kind of a lynxious style uh, design we saw there at Los Angeles Country Club. And played very well at the Masters. So, you know, and he's had some moments 
he's kind of been, it's been a little bit of an up and down year. He's had some injury issues. We saw the the total collapse at Kapalua in January when, of course, I had him and it seemed like everybody else was on him that week and and blew that lead and John Rahm won there. But he had a very good uh, finish at Torrey Pines, played well at the Genesis. So, you know, and like I say, he's been coming back around, got all the way to a playoff there at the Rocket Mortgage just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I think uh, this type of course, and obviously Lynx Golf seems to be okay with him. He won um, in his British Open debut a couple years ago, as you mentioned. Um, but I think this course in particular, where you know, I think accuracy is at more of a premium than some of the other courses in the British Open Rota, uh, more so fits Colin Morikawa. So I, I like him this week as well. All right, uh, another pick that's kind of been popular with you and some other of our golf contributors, both here on the podcast and on my radio show, but uh, he's been kind of hanging around, threatening. Justin Rose is at 60-1 to right now. He's got, uh, you know, seven top 25 finishes and 14 open appearances, and his best finish was back in 2018 at Carnoustie, which he tied for second. So uh, here we go with uh, Justin Rose hanging around at a really nice price at 60-1. to Yeah, and you talk about some of his uh, or his record in the Open Championship, and he's also done pretty well at some of the correlated courses. I I mentioned Porch Rush, where Ebert was uh, involved in the renovation there. Uh, Rose was 20th at Porch Rush. Uh, He was 22nd at Royal Troon, the year that Henrik Stenson and Mickelson had that duel down the stretch. I think that one is a little bit similar also to Hoy Lake. Uh, Rose finished 22nd that year. He was 23rd in 2014 when we were here at Royal Liverpool. Uh, You know, his putting is very good. He's very accurate off the tee, kind of like Morikawa, really good off the tee. Uh, His putting is excellent, and obviously being from England and having played in so many Open Championships now, he's very well-versed in in Lynx golf. I mean, we remember when he burst on the scene as an amateur and finished top five so many years ago. Uh, He's got a great record at the Honda Classic. He just finished sixth this year at the Players' Championship and, of course, won at Pebble Beach. Uh, I, you know, the short game, the guy does everything well. I think he plays difficult golf courses really well. Uh, he plays firm and fast golf courses really well. So I, I think Justin Rose makes a ton of sense this week. And, uh, you know, I liked him for the U.S. Open. You and I talked about him on the podcast here uh, when I was on back in June. And he did not fare well there. And that really surprised me. And then he missed the cut this past week at the Scottish Open. But I think he'll be ready to go. I, I do expect big things from Justin Rose once again in what has been a fantastic year for him, Jimmy. And there's also that link thought in the back of his mind if he has a top 10 finish this week it probably seals the deal for the Ryder Cup and you know that's been a huge thing for him so uh, there is that motivation we're not that far away from the Ryder Cup and a big finish here for Justin Rose at the British would probably make him uh, you know secure him a spot on that team Uh, and finally uh, a shot here at 90 to 1 but uh, let me get this straight now Uh, Adam Scott's gaining strokes putting and Scotty Scheffler's not. I mean, <laughs> what, what is what is going on here? But I mean, he does have uh, you know last uh, couple of appearances at Royal Liverpool, top five in 2014, top eight in 2006. So um, eight of 20, uh, top. I'm sorry, uh, eight of 18 top 20 finishes uh, in the Open. And yes, he is gaining over just under 
a stroke per round uh, in his last nine star- starts with the flat sticks. So Adam Scott, he's um, he's can always, you know, uh, it was that was the one Achilles heel, and man, he's improved it greatly. So he's a live dog here at ninety to one. Yeah, you know, I, I think as he's getting older in age, you know, he's in his early forties now. Um, I, I think he's just getting less respect in the market, but he's actually had a really good year. It, it was a stretch between May and June where three out of the last four starts that he'd made, uh, he finished top 10. Uh, Mirfield, where Mickelson won in 2013, I think is a course that's also similar to what we have here this week in Liverpool, and Adam Scott finished third there. You remember the year before, you know, in, in 2012 at Litham, when he bogeyed the final four holes and let Ernie Els slip in through the back door and take that claret jug. So the guy has had very good history, uh, very good playing at uh, British Opens in the past. And, you know, I think Australians in general are great wind players. We see them do well in the state of Texas. We see them do well at the British Open. Open and Adam Scott may be the very best Australian uh, at the British Open other than maybe Greg Norman. But Scotty uh, ha- has been very good in this championship for a long, long time. And you mentioned the putter. Uh, the putting's been amazing. Uh, you know, it was always his Achilles heel, like you say. And the last couple, three years, Adam Scott has really turned that around. And he's especially good, I believe, on slower greens. This British Open style of green or putting surface that we get, I think, is a real bonus for Adam Scott. We know about the long iron play. We know about the work he can do off the tee. Uh, and I think he's absolutely live at, at anywhere. I've seen as low as 60. I've seen as high as 100. So um, Adam Scott in that 80 or 90 to 1 ballpark, I think, is live for sure. Yeah, right now uh, at Bet Rivers, 90 to 1. There's been some fluctuation uh, as uh, we come get ready for the Open uh, this week. So there we go. Well, follow Brady on Twitter at Las Vegas Golfer. Also, anywhere from Scheffler to Scott, we got a wide range of uh, odds for your Open Championships. Brady, enjoyed it. Um, thank you so much for contributing for our majors in this 2023 season. Always uh, love your stuff. You put your uh, put you do your homework and your knowledge is there. And again, he's a great follow at Las Vegas golfer for Brady Cannon. I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Betters Paradise YouTube channel on the Bet Rivers Network.